Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And when Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, was come unto Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah with the tribes of Benjamin and a hundred and fourscore thousand chosen men, which were warriors, to fight against the house of Israel, to bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. Because that it had been divided between Solomon's son, Rehoboam, and one of his mighty men, Jeroboam. But the word of God came unto Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak unto Jeroboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and unto all of the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing that is happening is from me. Therefore they hearkened unto the word of the Lord, and returned and departed according to the word of the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 21 through 24. In this passage, the nation of Israel, once strong and united under the leadership of God and his word, had allowed sin in, and because of it, they became divided. And of course, once it was divided, it continually fell to its enemies because, as we know, a kingdom or house divided against itself cannot stand against its enemies. Therefore, will Israel continue to fall and to be overrun over and over again until Jesus himself returns to unite it and not them only, but all of the children of the kingdom will be one family under his leadership. Mark chapter 3 verse 24 says, And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, then neither can that house stand. Much like the dividing of Israel, was man's heart also divided and continually overcome by the enemy of it. As soon as he had let sin in, in the Garden of Eden. Man's heart remained in this state of confusion and continual defeat until Jesus himself comes to set it free by bringing it back into unity with the Spirit of God. This was prophesied in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, when it said, Behold, I will send Elijah the prophet before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. In the very first pages of the Holy Scripture, we saw how quickly Adam's house was divided once sin entered into it. Adam and Eve were in unity with the Father as they obeyed his words and walked with him daily in prayerful visitation. Yet once they chose to agree with the enemy and allow his words into their ears and hearts, they became divided and immediately began to fight among themselves. This division was made all the more evident in their seed as their children manifested the fruits of what had been planted in them. 
Abel, their son, obeyed God's voice no matter what it cost, and it was counted unto him for righteousness, according to the scriptures, while Cain, their other son, did his own thing and expected God to like it, bless it, and exalt him for it. In essence, he became his own God and expected God to participate in this. He was selfish, entitled, self-important, and envious of the humble sacrificial obedience of his brother to God's word and instructions. And eventually, he killed him for it. Such is the destination of all sin, no matter how lightly it begins. Sin crept in, then division, then arrogance, then hatred, then eventually bloodshed, followed after it. Adam's house divided, fell, and in this did Adam's house divided fall, as Abel's blood was spilled and Cain was exiled, because that Adam and Eve had chosen to listen to the leading of two different spirits, God and the serpent. James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If any man lack wisdom among you, let him ask God, who giveth to all men freely, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering, for he that wavereth is like the waves of the sea, driven with the winds and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, for a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The word translated to mind as in double-minded in this passage in the original Greek is dipsicus. It literally means spirit. In other words, a man who is listening to two or more spirits is unstable. He will not stand. So is it with a man, a family, or an entire nation? The scriptures tell us that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. But cursed is the individual or nation who trusts in man, mammon, the works of man's hand, or the leading of any other spirit. Obedience to the words of God and the teachings of Jesus will lead us into blessing as we walk in unity with his spirit and his spirit only. For only his spirit is holy. There can be no other, for no other will truly lead you to a humble, selfless, sacrificial love for one another. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. These are his instructions to us. Sin, however, though often disguised and wrapped in attractive lies, at its root is selfish. It is detrimental to others and lets other spirits in to insert their influence over men, bringing division and all manner of ever-intensifying wickedness. While repentance, which is breaking agreement with those spirits and turning away, from their words and influence to the saving grace and truth of the words and actions of Jesus restores unity with the Holy Spirit, frees us. Therefore, we can put our hope and our faith and our trust in no other 
if you expect to be saved by anything other than Jesus, you'll end up disappointed, unstable, divided, and overcome by the enemy of your soul. Now, as for this world, it will never truly be at peace until it is ruled by the kingdom of King Jesus. But we can be. Every kingdom of man will eventually be divided, and ours is no different. But when it does, make sure that you stand on the side of righteousness and be a demonstration of perfect peace in the midst of it. For Isaiah 26 verse 3 tells us this, that thou, O God, shall keep the man in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in you. My friend, don't fight and expect God to help us in our purposes to fulfill our will like Cain did, who listened to other spirits and became unstable because of it. We stand with God, trusting in his wisdom, knowing that his plan is perfect and his will is worth it. Just like Abel, Moses, the prophets that came before us, and even Jesus, we choose to be led by one spirit standing in unity with it. We trust in his decision. We rest in the perfection of his planning. We lean not to our own understanding, but have peace in his wisdom. We submit to the leading of his spirit and we rejoice in his will, word, destiny, and purposes for us in the earth. In every season and situation, we can say that it is okay because that we are unified with God through Christ Jesus. Because you see, my friend, it started in the hearts of men when that sin crept in and then the division and then it was later manifested in the earthly kingdoms. And so do we now have to choose to reverse this by what Jesus did at Calvary for us. Now we can receive unity with his spirit again being restored unto the Father and empowered to walk in obedience to the leading of his spirit, even against our logic or emotions our intellect. We are at peace with him within and demonstrate that peace to all men. It will later be manifested in all the earth at the return of Jesus. But as for now, we are unified again with God through Christ and that brings peace to us. That even in a world divided, we are united in spirit with the Almighty. For the kingdom of God must first reside and manifest within us before it will ever descend and manifest in the world around us. First faith, then grace. First trust, then fulfillment. First unity with his spirit, then the kingdom of God will come. First peace within us, then Messiah will bring peace to the world around us. My friend, determine in your heart today to be the demonstration that gives others faith for what is to come. Just like Jesus. Psalms chapter 118 verse 6 says this, The Lord is on my side, therefore I will not fear what man can do to me. Verse 9 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men or in princes. In Joshua chapter 5 verse 13, Joshua was near to Jericho and he said he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went unto him and said unto him are you for us or are you for our adversary and he said neither 
but as the captain of the host of the Lord's army have I come. In Exodus 32, verse 26, it says, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. So today, Lord, we pray, let us not choose a side and ask you to defend it, but let us choose to be on your side where we are assured victory. Because as sure as the sun rises and there is water in the sea, I fully believe the promises of my King that Jesus is coming back again to rule from a holy kingdom. Divided hearts, divided homes, divided nations, divided kingdoms. We live in a world that is broken. Corrupted by sin and selfishness that leaves scars and pain on those who inhabit it. But my friend, it is only for a short season that this will persist because our king is coming. And he's bringing New Jerusalem with him. He's bringing the family of God. He's bringing a safe place for your heart to abide and reside. He is bringing a forever home. He is bringing what you have longed for all of your life, whether you know it or not. Our Christ is coming to make things right. But until he does, you can get a taste of it right now by inviting him into your life. Because he will be a good father to you. He will be a faithful friend. He will bring you into a family that will never abandon you or leave you lacking or wanting. He will give you the assurity that he is preparing a place for you in eternity. That you can fix your eyes on what's to come and forget the past and all of the hurts of it. The uncertainties of brokenness and divisiveness of sin and the division that it lets in, it can all be washed away today by the blood of Jesus. Just call upon his name and you shall be saved. Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses and our selfishness. Forgive us for listening to the leading of all those other spirits. Forgive us for causing pain and hurt and division ourselves in the hearts, minds, and lives of others because that we listened to the things that the enemy spoke to us. Forgive us for being led to and fro and leading others as we did and causing more confusion. We never meant it. Shut up every word that the enemy tries to say to us. Teach us to hear your voice and understand it and follow its leading and no other. We know we cannot do it in our own strength. It is not about words or intellect. It is faith in what you did for us, that you love us and you want to save us. 